This is the Midday Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. I'm on the phone line today with Brian Doherty from Total Farm Marketing. And Brian, what are we seeing today so far on the grain markets? We are seeing weaker prices, a nickel lower in corn, about 15 lower on beans on all months, but November, November 9 lower. And then in wheat, uh, been mixed today, started the day softer, but probably the big thing in the marketplace today is a pretty sizable jump in the U.S. dollar up 1.54. What does that mean? Well, it's on a, it's on an index, but 1.54 means that market uh, that is now trading around 112.90. So when you do the math, that's like a, a round or a little bit more than a 1% increase in the value of the dollar today. Again, that's not a good sign if you want to you know, count on exports. When the value of the dollar is moving upward, all else being equal, that the perception, at least, is that exports will slow. Brian, we also are getting news continually about the situation in Russia, or I should say in Ukraine, about the grain deal and whether or not uh, Russia is going to stay on board with that. Russia said yesterday that the grain deal could continue. So what has that done to the markets? And do we think that is actually going to be the case? Yeah, well, it's politics and you know, wording changes daily. It's a war. How do you outguess and outpredict anything there? But uh, you go by the last news, and the last news is now that Russia says the deal is back on. Oh, grain corridors can move forward. What I'm looking for is a little bit more concrete evidence that insurers are ready to insure ships. Uh, so when Putin first made this, the word was that the insurers are pulling back and they're not going to insure ships any longer. So that effectively puts a halt to future trade. Um, so we'll have to see where that goes. But not, needless to say, it didn't take long for wheat prices to lose 60 cents and then again another 20 this morning before finally catching their breath and finding some new buying. Um, again, it's it's just very volatile. Um, darned if you do, darned if you don't. I think we try to stick with our bias that when you see good rallies in the market, what's a good rally? 50, 75 cent rally in wheat? you sell a little bit. When you see corn rally like it did, close to $7, that's when we get through it, you sell a little bit. Just continue to reward the rallies. We're not at a time of the year where weather anywhere in the world right now is going to be directly impactable or have a direct impact to significant yield gain or loss. But we are focusing our attention toward the Southern Hemisphere where that will ramp up a little more each day. So we acknowledge the weather now, but we really can't draw any conclusions to crop prospects yet. You had touched on it a little bit already about the value of the dollar and what that means for where we are right now in trying to tackle inflation. What's your read on that situation? Well, my read on the situation is that the Federal Reserve was dead asleep at the switch for a year and a half after the new administration came in and failed to respond. I don't know if it was trying to cozy up to the administration, but uh, even someone sitting in an office like me sees inflation rampant everywhere and they continue to argue that it was transitory, and that was kind of the buzzword. Well, now the horse is out of the barn, and it's running wild, and they're trying to play catch-up, and there's no sign that they're playing catch-up. Food prices continue to rise. Gas prices continue to, to hold or, or rise. They're a little bit lower now on ideas of lower driving uh, and, and bringing you know, fuel out of our reserves, but that, to me, is a very dangerous situation going into winter. Luckily, we've had sort of a mild fall so far. We're not burning through. We've got a diesel shortage. All of those things are, I think, directly related to you know economic stability and, and, and the Fed failing to make 
action early on has led to them trying to play catch up. And it doesn't, and it sounds like they're not caught up yet. Everybody was hoping for half a percent and maybe ideas that the next one's a quarter percent and you tail off. And it just doesn't seem like that's the case at all yet. Brian, what have we seen so far on the livestock market so far today? What I see in the livestock market is mixed and good stability, good demand underpinning the cattle market. We talked about this a lot in the past where it looked like the cattle on feed reports, as well as just common sense, lack of good pasture conditions and and lack of, of moisture out west, pulling cattle forward. So those cattle have been pulled forward. The marketing's number rose prices had a bit of a struggle there, but we kind of like the overall trend and it's, it, it's real solid. Um, uh, we've backed off here a couple of dollars here since our sharp rally, uh, where the market gained $8 and now we backed off about two, maybe two and a half, but good stability on the cattle market, good product values. Um, the consumer is very cautious, but, um, they get used to changes just like anybody else. And so they, they're still buying. They're still going out to eat. There may be a little less demand. The bigger picture concerns would be what does the world demand look like, and will we continue to export at a rapid pace? We'd like to think so that that meat being a staple the way it is in, in diets, but uh, uh, so we're cautiously optimistic. Um, feeder markets off today about 50. Hog prices mixed, a little strength in the front month. Still kind of scratching our head why the uh, futures at 83.50 is trailing the index. Uh, by $10, but those will converge at some point. General expectations are cash might come a little lower into the holiday, that Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, Certainly that's possible, but probably looks like there's room for the hog market to move upward on the futures. Thank you for the analysis, Brian. How can listeners get in touch with Total Farm Marketing for more information? A phone call would be welcomed, 800-334-9779. That would be my first ask, just give us a call if you want to talk about your farm situation. Otherwise, we have a great website, uh, totalfarmmarketing.com, or if you want to shoot me an email, it's Brian with a Y at totalfarmmarketing.com. Throw your questions at me, and I'll make, make sure and get right back to you. He's Brian Doherty with Total Farm Marketing. Brian, thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll hope to talk again soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That was Brian Doherty with Total Farm Marketing. It's time now for a check of the midday numbers. At midday, December corn is down six and a quarter at 681 and a quarter. November soybeans down nine and a quarter at 1430 and three quarters. Soybean meal for January down $8.60 at 408.40. Soybean oil for January is up three cents at 7331. Chicago wheat down two and a half at 843 and a half. Minneapolis wheat down two even at 947 and a quarter. Kansas wheat is up five even at 945 and a quarter. December oats down four even at 387 even. On the Merck, live cattle for December up 40 cents at 151.80. November feeder cattle down 55 cents at 178.37. Lean hogs for December up 10 cents at 83.40. Pork cutout for December up 45 cents at 94.30, and Class 3 milk for November up 14 cents at 20.82. This has been the Midday Market Report. I'm Mark Magnuson. Stay tuned for the closing markets later today with Riley Smith as he talks with Bill Moore of Price Futures Group here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.